This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Zach's pretty okay impersonation of Morgan Freeman. Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman. You're gonna kill me, right? Why would I kill you? You're my only friend. Hey, everybody. <laughs> welcome back let's to get, the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Frank. Zach. Zach. Here we are again. Doing, still doing it. It's fucking Every, early. Everyone keeps saying, guys, stop. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to this anymore. And we just keep going. We will keep going until death threats. <laughs> and we will keep going after that as well. <laughs> uh, so today we are discussing a little independent indie film that I found called The Eyes of My Mother. You want to give us the rundown, Zach? If, if I must, if, Frank, if, 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 you if that it. must, I shall. Uh, the Eyes of My Mother, 2016, directed by Nicholas Pesk. Pesci, I Pe- think. I think it's Pesci. Joe Pesci's in this? I don't think it's Joe Pesci. I'm pretty sure his it's last his name son. is pronounced Pesci. It would look very much so like it's Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Pesci. So uh, there's only like a few characters in here that like... Overall, there's only a few characters in this film, right? But there's in those few, there's only a couple that like actually matter. Yeah. So, adult version of Francisca is played by Kika Megalhali. Yes. Uh, you have Will Brill who plays Charlie. Yeah. The the mo- guy. The guy. Uh, you have Diane Agostini. Agost. Okay. Agostini, uh, who plays the mother. Mm-hmm. And you have Paul Nazak, who plays the father. And that's really who I have in this film, because they're yeah. the meat and potatoes of right. the story. So, hour and like 15 after credits. Yeah, so, it's, really, it's, it's like an hour and like eight or nine. It's a short film. It's short. But it's paced really weirdly. And I'm, I want to like touch on that after you give the synopsis. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a hard synopsis to give, um, but you have a a young girl who goes through something very traumatic, mm-hmm. uh, and then what unfolds is the rest of the movie is her. I guess I would say like her coping with with it and and mm-hmm. how it affected her. And while that's all going on, she also has a man in her barn chained to the ground who cannot leave. And he's got no eyes and his throat is slit so he can't scream or yell. No, his vocal cords were right. taken out. And then, um, and then he, can't, he can't go anywhere. And then she kind of takes care of him. Yeah. And we're, we're <laughs> glossing over the fact that that guy also, also killed her mom. Yeah, just but, mashed her in the tub. Yeah. Uh, so... Tough movie, it's a weird one. It's, it's it's odd. It's it's an interesting film. I, I again, I watched it the the one time, and I was like, I'm not sure how I felt about it. And then I watched it the second time, and I really think that I actually love this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I, I think Mr. Pesci has like a cool idea like of this movie and i think that he has like cool uh stories to be told unfortunately he then did make the 
2020 grudge movie which was awful did he yeah oh, um so no. I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that like <laughs> he can bounce back <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> at least like I, I'm, I'm just hoping that like he he didn't make this film and then they were like all right well now here's a here's a blockbuster you know and then mm-hmm. he, and now he just kind of fumbled it yeah um because that tends to happen with directors when they make like a, a pretty you know when they have like a really strong debut mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, that now that immediately. So you know what? You don't want to hear something that's really weird. What? Robert Eggers, after um, I think it was, I think it was the Lighthouse. It was either the Lighthouse or the Witch. Mm-hmm. He won something at Sundance as like you know best movie at Sundance. Yeah. And immediately within like ten minutes, he got a phone call to make a Marvel film. Really? And the thing is, please tell me he said no. No. Well, yeah, he said no. Oh, thank God. But the thing is, the person who offered it to him didn't even see the movie. Like they weren't at Sundance. They but just the heard that he won Best Director, and they were like, "Oh, here, here we, let's let's give him a, a Marvel film." So that happens a lot in Hollywood, and I hate it. Oh God, imagine like if he actually did. Yeah, like, I mean, imagine he, a Marvel ooh, a Robert have, Eggers film. He'd have to do something like really dark. Like yeah. he'd have to do like Silver Surfer, or maybe maybe he would do like Carnage. Like maybe that would work. Maybe, or maybe he could do the Craven movie that I've been wanting for. Years and years and years. <laughs> um, so yeah, you want to? I, I, again, I I really enjoy this movie. Um, I I liked it. It is a weird film. It's weird. Um, and I guess we can go like what we liked and what we didn't like about it. Yeah. So what I did like about it, stylized wise, like the black and gray and some of like the really wide shots that they did. Yeah. Gorgeous. I like, think I think this movie is very well directed. I, I mean, think, I think the opening shot. Of like the truck, like that yes. stationary camera shot of the truck. You see the girl running down the road, mm-hmm. and then you get that really, really nice, like uh, you know, top angle down shooting of like the guy running towards her, and she's like collapsing the road and all that. I thought it was like very, very well done. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved like some of the shots too with like Charlie when he's being dragged into the shed, and it's almost like they just put a stationary camera on the like sheet that he was laying on yeah and you just get like that back of the head shot as he's being dragged yeah they that do was that cool. a lot throughout the film yeah and i really like that style because mm. it really seems like you're you're right behind them like watching what happens yeah i think the tension building in this movie is great absolutely i think so like i think this movie is very very tense mm-hmm. um because you just don't know where is it francesca friend friend Siska? Francisca. She Well, all right. She's a little terrifying she as an is, adult. She's terrifying, but so I think that the the actress who played her is very pretty. Do you? <laughs> My girlfriend Do you have to this? <laughs> well, that's not what I was going to say. Oh. I was going to say that she does a really really fantastic job of Playing a character who is so mentally fucked up, mm-hmm. but also, like, she has this innocence about her. Yeah. That you kind of feel bad for her in a weird way. And I don't think that that was, I think that's 100% like the actress who, like, is portraying the character. And I think that having that really unique, like, imbalance of a very, very terrifying girl who does some horrific things, mm-hmm. but. You you just kind of feel for her because of the way that she is portrayed as this like kind of innocent sweetheart that is just struggling. Because so I kind of thought that this after watching it the second time, I really think that this movie kind of is basically all about trauma and like loneliness. 
that's kind of like the two like main things that I was like really getting from it and mm-hmm. her just kind of dealing with it. I think that she definitely has some type of PTSD of what Absolutely. happens to her mom. And then I noticed how the second time watching it, I really noticed how, well, cause like, look, obviously like when the father dies, she's like still doing like, like normal routines with him. Yeah. And I found that to be really interesting. At least the first time I thought I was like, this is really odd. Like mm-hmm. why is, why is this happening? And then the second time viewing it, I was thinking that she doesn't know how to process grief because yeah, when her mom is murdered, her father there's they, they don't talk about it mm-hmm. her father just comes in and pretty much just beats the fucking shit out of beats charlie the, beats the shit out of the guy <clears throat> she takes you know he puts her he puts him into the, like the shed and then she does what she does to him mm-hmm. but then he just kind of like cleans up the mess yeah buries buries um the mom and mm-hmm. then they just kind of never speak about it so yeah. i was I, I in my head i was thinking that the reason as to why she is so like I would say that she has like um like sociopathic like traits where like she's just feeling like disconnected like she doesn't have like the emotions that normal p- people have and her being or her witnessing her mom getting killed was such like a traumatic thing and then the, again they don't speak about it so then how she then like when she brings home that girl from the bar yeah like you could like when she's Chico. trying to relate to that girl mm-hmm. and, and trying to kind of make a joke but yeah it really it, it goes it's not it's <laughs> not a joke and it's like not something that really is really i don't mean i don't know like you and i would probably joke about that like sort of yeah. like we like that is our sense of humor but like in this film the way that it's portrayed and how she says it isn't really like in a funny way because i just don't think that she knows how she like she's socially awkward like she doesn't know how to communicate to like other people yeah and that scene is a really great representation of like the tension building because you really just kind of have them like sitting down and like talking a little bit about like her mother and like how beautiful she was and like um what happened to her and then they go into detail about like oh she was killed and then she makes the joke of like oh i killed my dad yeah and the girl is like oh that's a funny joke and then she's, she's like, like no, no i really did <laughs> and then it, the girl's like are you serious and she's like yeah <laughs> yeah while playing with her hair and yeah. it's like oh fuck and then she's like no i'm just kidding yeah yeah sorry that wasn't funny was yeah. it and like she just gets up and is like, I gotta go. Yeah, and she and, just and then she and does, she isn't able to leave. No, because I I like that fast cut of like she's trying to go for the door and then it just fast cuts to the next scene of her scrubbing the floor and, and all the like, blood. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh fuck, she killed her. Yeah, I I did appreciate the um how they did that scene because I don't know. Again, it's you know some people argue that they love they like to see all of the the blood and gore. I don't and then some, it. and then some people say like it's kind of more scary when you don't know exactly what happened, mm-hmm. and you kind of just see like the aftermath. And I think for this movie, it works better. I think that if if they did show her like murdering this girl, mm-hmm. then I think that you would kind of lose that sort of like innocence about her that I that I was saying about earlier, where she kind of feels very innocent and sweet in a yeah. way. And I feel like if you did show her murdering people, then it would kind of you know. You you would like get that disconnect there. Mm-hmm. I did like that the cow wants nothing to do with her. That is true. When she wanted to give her an apple, yeah, yeah, and it's like, nah, fuck off! <laughs> I don't need this apple from you. <laughs> You're gonna cut off my eyes or some shit. Because um, the whole thing is that like her mom was a surgeon, but for eyes, right? So 
Francisco was like shown at a young age like how to perform these surgeries. Yeah. So that has like a huge play in yeah. the story as well. So how excellent though is like when she gets to the when when he shows up, Charlie shows up to the mm-hmm. house. And then he gets into the house, and you immediately are like, "Something's wrong here." Well, he's I thought a it fucking, was excellent. I thought, well, he's a creep. Yeah, like right from the start, and it's like, why would you let this man into your house? Yeah, but being like, so my question, my question to you is, what time period do you think this movie took place in? Because uh, it almost feels like like a fifties. I was gonna say, but the it 40s also or 50s. feels like it could have been like modern day from like the truck driver and yeah. all that. From the truck driver, and then towards the very end with the mom and the daughter. Yeah, like how she's dressed and like how she's driving. Yeah, it's like, huh? This could really be like so. Like I'm modern not, day, but yeah, it's like I'm not sure if they like if Francisca's life is if is just this um like just kind of like old school way of living. Like they live on a farm and they have like an old, but like you notice like the TV yeah. is like really old school. The TV, the fridge is like that old school, like yeah. rounded. So shape I'm just not sure if it, if they're just like kind of detached from the world and they just have like a more simple life. Mm-hmm. So they just don't have like all of the the like the new technologies or whatever. Yeah. But like the way that the way that Francisca dresses and the way that her mom dresses and all that, they they just they just dress like old school. Yeah. But then Charlie dresses old school too when he shows up. Yeah. He's got like the pants tucked in and like the button up shirt. Right. And then but then that's the thing is like when the mom and the daughter are introduced She's wearing like a normal t-shirt. Yeah, and so jeans it's like I don't like, know if like there's like a weird like time thing going on yeah. here. Like maybe this is just kind of like a a small town that's kind of like disassociated from. Yeah, because I do think it was done on purpose. Yeah, like absolutely. the whole I I absolutely think that like it's not like just like a weird like continuity thing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely like done on purpose. I'm just not sure like exactly what time period this movie is supposed to take place in. Yeah, but I kind of like that because it kind of makes you like confused. It kind of gives you like a confusion of like. Where are we right now? Yeah. Well, I, I like period pieces, and, like, this is... I wouldn't really call this a period piece. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either, but, like, I mean, it's kind of in that realm I like realm period pieces, but this isn't a period piece. <laughs> it's, it's somewhere in that realm. Um, I like how the film was broken up into, like, different, different sections of, yeah. like, Act 1, Mother, Act 2, Father, Act 3, Family. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool, where it's, yeah. like, first scene, you really just focus on, like, the mom, and, like, you kind of build up the characters a little bit. And for a while, I was thinking that, like, the father wasn't going to be shown, like, face on. Mm. Because for the first, like, 20 minutes, like, you only get, like, side and, like, back head shots of him. Yeah. So I was going to almost... But I, I do think that, that there's a purpose to that. And I think yeah. that's because... I think that's kind of, like... Francisca is very close to her mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that she's nearly as close to her father. No. But then after the mom gets killed, then you kind of have... Like, she's, like all he has or you know like Mm -hmm. you know she's all he has and he's all that she has now so i think there's kind of like that forced relationship that kind of happens you You know have to kind of like yeah so like i think i think when they show his face it's kind of like okay now these two are like our two main characters yeah when we get on to like the father side of it and like it really just shows like that first like frontal shot of like him in bed and like her kind of like crying at the end of the bed Mm -hmm. and you kind of start to learn that like he's dead but she's still going on like you know 
washing him in the tub and then like sitting him down for dinner and then dancing with him yeah dancing with him and then putting him in front of the tv with the blanket on and like cuddling up next to him yeah and again like you said like it's it's a great representation of like she doesn't know how to cope with death really because of what charlie did and then i have a problem with how charlie and her so their relationship, relationship is weird. Their relationship is really weird. Especially to because like after and this is still like in, in part one. Yeah. This is still this a, movie, like, there's a lot going on. <laughs> so for an hour and fifteen minutes, this movie is paced incredibly odd. Not in a bad way, but just I I found myself kind of like throughout the film just periodically like checking in on like what time it is. And like this movie feels longer than it actually is. It feels right? like a two hour long movie. <laughs> I'm glad, basically an hour. I'm glad that you felt that way because I felt that way too. And I'm yeah. not sure why. It, again, like it, it almost feels like there's like this weird time thing going on. Yeah. It's like why why does this movie feel like it's two hours when it's really only a little bit over an hour? Well that's the thing. And, I, like, and I'm not complaining no, about it. No, neither am I. But like But it's it just, does feel and I'm glad that you felt that as well. Yeah, because that's the thing is like you go through the act one where it's like, oh, here's like describing what the mother does and like this is what Francisca's learning, and then you introduce Charlie and then Charlie murders him or her sorry and then the dad like brings him into the shed and then you have Francisca going in there and like befriending him and saying like why would I kill you you're my only friend yeah but then cutting out his eyes and taking out his vocal cords yeah and then it's like boom here's a time skip and it's father but that was fucking 15 minutes. Yeah all that was in 15 minutes and that's a huge chunk of the story. A lot happens and then I don't know when I first when I first watched it and I found out that Charlie was still alive as she's an adult. That means like yes. years and years yeah. and years of her just keeping him there. At least ten years. At least, have, if at not least, more. At least ten years have passed, and yeah. like she's just kind of like feeding him rats that she finds in the yard. Yeah. Or like anything really. Yeah. And it it becomes like this almost. Stockholm syndrome esque feel to See, it. I felt like that the first time where I was like, he, he, I don't know if I would say that he like fell in love with her or anything, but he definitely, like, it, the first time I viewed it, I was like, he definitely has some t- type of like admiration because he's mm. obviously not psychologically all there either. I mean, he came in to murder her, and I mean, you don't, you don't exactly see what he did, but I mean, there's so much yeah. blood. Yeah. And it's it like so clearly he is not mentally all there. Yeah, because then you get like that the question too, while Francisca as a child is like kind of like dressing his wounds and like stitching him up a little bit of like, why us? Why'd you pick us? And it was almost very reminiscent to the strangers because he just says, You let me in. Yeah, oh, like and then, you were home. Yeah, right, yeah. And then like, why do you kill? And he's just like, Because it feels amazing. Yeah. And then that comes back into play later. But yeah. I was, I was kind of like, hmm, you kind of stole that from the strangers, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> um, I think, but yeah. So I, I do, I wouldn't watching it a second time. I don't think that he has like Stockholm syndrome. No, no, no. Uh, Francisca. Oh, okay. I think she has Stockholm syndrome towards him almost. Yeah, and I, I, okay, yeah, that okay, that makes more sense then because I, I do think that. She she hangs on to him for so long. Mm. Well, I mean, she basically was gonna hang on to him forever, but yeah. he decided that he was gonna like run away. Yeah, after um, she after, slept. Well, with- uh, we'll get there, but uh, <laughs> um, I do think that that uh, she kept him around for so long because of the simple fact that like 
he was kind of like the last memory of her mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like, I mean, at the end of the day, like he was the last person that her mother saw and had really any interaction with, Mm -hmm. although it was something horrific. So I do feel like she kind of has like this weird attachment to him because of that, because of how close she was and is to her mother. And I mean, that comes back to play where like she visits like the mom's quote unquote gravesite. Yeah. The whole which thing is just that a hole in the ground. <laughs> and, um, that was a shot that I really love too, where it's like, she's walking around with just a lantern and just how it's like lit. Yeah. Like no, it's uh, all just gorgeous. completely. Yeah. It's all just pitch black. And then like later on in the shots too, where it's like you get the, like everything around is black and you just get that one spotlight from like the barn. Yeah. And it's like this is this is really pretty. It to was look a at. it was a re it's a really really well crafted movie. I know this movie got a, this movie kind of got a lot of hate. I mean, not a lot of hate, but there there it did have like some criticism where people were just like, it's a very good movie, but why? Uh, like like what's the point of the film? And it's I don't know. Like people are saying like oh like does this movie did this movie need to be made? And no, I'm just like, like, I don't I mean, think that that's the point of films. That's like, not, it's not the point of films. You know? I do kind of like agree slightly because while I do like this movie a lot, actually, uh, it does have a weird concept that like you kind of have to wrap your head around because the whole thing is like, like we've been talking where Charlie comes and murders the mom, then she befriends the killer but then she kills her dad, and then she kind of, like, goes on this dark path. Yeah. And it's kind of like, how did this all correlate, really, mm. in a sense? Yeah. And that's where I found myself at the end of the film, where it's like, I liked it, I got it, but did I get it? <laughs> <laughs> like, in the end of the day, like, does it, does it fully, fully make sense? Yeah. And... A part of me is like, no, but I'm okay with that because the underlying messages of everything of like the PTSD and kind of like the Stockholm Syndrome-esque type feel of it and this woman like doing a very off way of coping yeah, is the message of the story. Right, and I think that that's kind of like a good kind of way of describing the movie where again, like it's all about trauma, I think. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I get from the movie is like this trauma and loneliness and everybody's way of coping is different, mm-hmm. you know? So her way of coping is obviously this, a very sick way of doing it, but she just doesn't quite have like the grip on reality. Like we all, or sort of, we think that we <laughs> do. Right. So she, uh, she is just, you know, like the end of the movie where it's like, I mean, look, I think the ending ending is fantastic. I think so too. I thought it was a really, really brilliant ending. And, and my God, like, it's so, like, nail-biting, you yeah. know? Because you're like, oh, fuck, like, what's going to happen? Like, yeah, because, I mean, look, at the end of the day, like, where we get to, where, where we start and where we get to... It feels like it's two separate movies. It's crazy. It almost feels like, you know, Act 1 and 2 of Mother and Father was the first film, and then Act 3 of The Family is a sequel yeah. film. It almost feels like that. Yeah, yeah. Before we get there, I do want to touch on, like, the the ending of the relationship of Charlie and Francisca. Weird. Yes, because she brings him inside, bathes him, cleans him up, 
then sleeps with him. And he's like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to leave in the middle of the night. And it's my favorite shot in the film it's where so good. it's you're looking through the window and you see him kind of like just tiptoeing because he's blind. So he doesn't know like where he's going. Yeah. And he's all the way out in the field and you just see Francisca like coming around and you see her past the window. And then you see all the way in the distance, like her walking towards him yeah and she kind of like plays with him a little bit where it's like she'll say something and he looks over yeah, and yeah. then he go she goes around and then does the same thing yeah until like she finally goes up hugs him and then stabs him a, a bunch lot. <laughs> and then it comes back to play where she says you're right it does feel amazing yeah and then i think that's kind of like the breaking point like that's kind of where she snaps i mean because then that leads into her stealing a baby yes um which again feels like a completely separate film almost <laughs> i don't know like i i think i think it flows pretty well i think like the way that she kind of convinces the lady to let her hold the baby and then just kind of runs with it and then the woman is just like running through the house mm-hmm. um trying to find her and then of course you know the baby's lying on the bed and then francisca comes out and just kind of stabs her in the back yeah and then does the same thing of like taking her eyes and vocal cords and man, does that look creepy? Like when she's like trying to scream and like she's it's walking just, around. Oh god, yeah, it's that, disturbing. That man. felt like a horror movie. Yeah, and I don't even know if I would call this movie a horror film. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely got horrific things going on. Yeah, it's more suspense. Uh, I, I guess I would because I mean, I consider the killing of a sacred deer a horror film, and that's it, definitely not a horror film in a traditional sense. No. So I can't. I kind of feel like this movie is definitely a horror film. I don't know. I'm probably going to watch this movie again just to like... <laughs> just to really wrap your yeah, head around because it. I really, really enjoy this movie. Um, but yeah, so she steals the baby mm-hmm. and then it skips forward, you know, like another, what, seven, eight years, I would yeah, say, probably. At this point, the child, Antonio, is like a good like six, yeah. six years old. So the crazy thing is, is that... She, She's keeping that mother in. The real mom is in the fucking uh, barn. Yeah. And he just has no idea. And he thinks that Francisca is his real mother. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it is fucking crazy. The, the point, too, that I had where it was like, all right, this is, this is off to me, is like at the end when that mother finally escapes. Yeah. Due to like Antonio coming up and like Letting asking questions and like, yeah, kind of piecing together a little bit. Yeah. And he lets her out and then she kind of just walks until we get to the beginning of the film where it's the truck. I thought, the, I thought it was clever. I thought it was I, too, I appreciated I, it. I appreciated the overhead shot in the beginning yeah. and then the the frontal shot yeah. um, at the end there. And the thing is is that she's blind and also can't speak so how did she tell them where it was where the house was she could write can she i, I would imagine eh. <laughs> <laughs> i would imagine it's yeah. been like seven years like do you do you really know like where yeah. that place was yeah right i mean i don't know you're right but i mean she the thing is though she does like, she did see the house yes so she could describe it, you know, like, I mean, in a way, like she could say, like, still have like the memory of like what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, that was the only like somewhat continuity era. Yeah. Where, where it's like, like hmm. how do you know? But yeah, looking past that, the ending, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, when the police come knocking on the door and she is holding um, 
her child in the corner of the room and like screaming like you can't like you know don't take him away you can't take him away all that type of stuff yeah and then you kind of realize that i mean she just wants a family like she doesn't have anybody anymore right like her mom died her father's dead charlie's now gone like she has nobody so then her stealing that baby is just her wanting a family that's what she wants Mm -hmm. and when the police come knocking on the door and then you kind of hear like it's kind of like a reservoir dog thing where like that you yeah. c- you hear them come in that you hear the door uh get kicked down but you don't you don't actually see anything yeah it just like cuts right to black at yeah. that point but you kind of know that she gets killed mm-hmm. <sighs> I-, I thought it was great man it's a cool I movie i thought it was great it's a it's a very interesting movie yeah i i did enjoy it besides like the weird like continuity error at the end and then just really having to like piece together the story. Yeah. Again, I think Other watching that, it a second time, mm-hmm. it definitely helped me out a lot. I'm a big advocate of rewatching movies, so that's just something that I do. And um, it's an hour and 15 minutes. Like, yeah. It's brisk. You can yeah. get through that. Yeah, exactly. Although it doesn't feel like it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was a fantastic debut film. I really did. I thought it was a great, great, great uh, debut. I, I, I hope that he continues to make weird mm-hmm. art house films and not try to go like the... You know, in, route of yeah, blockbuster. Yeah, I'm. I'm so happy that like Robert Eggers is staying true to like his kind of you know his type of filmmaking. Um, so I don't know, Mr. Pesci, do something. Do, get back to your roots, I guess is what I would say. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I really, really enjoyed the film. I think it's a great little horror thriller, and uh, it's beautiful. The movie's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It's very, very well shot. Um, and I think. I think like rewatching it a few times, you kind of get like a different thing every time from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I have a recommendation. What is it? So I recently on Netflix saw something called Unorthodox. Okay. And I was like, hmm, what is this? So Jess and I watched it and it's four episodes. They're about an hour each. So it's not very long at all. You could, I mean, during this whole quarantine thing, you could definitely do it in a day if you really wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's basically about a, a girl who, uh, her name is Esther, and she is brought up in a Orthodox Hasidic Jewish kind of community Okay. in um, New York City. And she kind of decides that she no longer wants to do it anymore, that she's not happy, and she's just like, this isn't for me. So she flees to Germany mm-hmm. and uh, ends up living there and kind of like trying to start like a new life. All the while, her husband, who she's married to in the Jewish community, then and so her husband and his cousin then fly over to Germany because they find out where she is, and then they try to find her and bring her back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like the general of it. There's a lot more to it, but it's really, really good. And like I said, it's only like they're only like four episodes, and they're about an hour each. But it's very, very good, and you really get like a understanding of like the culture of the Hasids and how they live and all of that. And it's a very, very compelling story. Um, and I thought it was great. Cool. So I highly recommend unorthodox. That sounds awesome. Um, and that's it. Cool. The eyes of my mother, mm-hmm. unorthodox, watch them both. Zach, take us out guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank onwards and upwards.